Welcome to the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Please discard unnecessary fees and expenses before going through security. Check your emergency fund at the gate and securely stow your well-conceived portfolio in the overhead bin. And when we reach cruising altitude, remember, you are now free to move about retirement. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this uh, edition of The Retirement Pilot. As always, we appreciate your time with Steve and myself as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement. And Steve, glad to have you here with me on the podcast. Are you, uh, are you feeling are you calmer today? Because you're a Chiefs fan. I'm a lot calmer today. I was not very calm on Sunday, so uh, it was a little stressful. Um, Sunday and Monday, and, uh, I imagine, right? And so I'm, I am uh, feeling so much better now. And and uh, but boy, it was quite a game and quite a quite a deal on Sunday. Now, are you a, are you a longtime Chiefs fan? Are you a longtime resident of Kansas City? There, I've been here my whole 57 years, okay. and uh, been a Chiefs fan for probably about 50 at least 50 years i did go do you, um, as you say do you remember, you, do you remember i did the prior go win? to the longest nfl football game back on christmas day in 1971 okay i was there with my dad and um uh, i did i do have a picture of that so i can document that i was there and um but uh it it yeah it was it i've weathered it all i mean i've been ups and downs and my heart ripped out more times than you can think right right well that's awesome um that's very cool so do you remember the the the, the previous win the 50 years ago super bowl four no, no no okay just i don't little, i don't remember it little guy then uh, yeah i was I, uh, you know all i remember on the christmas day game was gosh when this game going to be over it seems <laughs> like it's going on forever i want to get home and play with my toys that's right that's right well cool well congratulations yeah it was uh, it was good it was nice to see uh, definitely some different teams in there and uh, and all that you know it gets a little poke at the Patriots right uh, yeah but that's right uh, but that was cool now, and it was good to see Big Red get one so uh, nice guy everybody loves Andy Reid so very cool very cool yeah we're excited yeah very good all right well let's get into this week's show then uh, since emotions are kind of on your uh, uh, on your radar since you were just full of them over the last couple of days let's talk about how to account for emotions when we're talking about financial planning here on the podcast this week you know most people. I think most of us think we have them under control, our emotions, that is, especially when it comes to money. But let's be honest, a lot of times we don't. So um, is it just the two big ones that you see, Steve, when it comes to driving financial decisions? Is it just fear and greed or there's some kind of variations there? No, I, I I don't think there's any variation. I think really, uh, and I talk about this with clients and prospects, is that we we are our investments decisions are definitely driven by fear and greed, and greed not being a bad emotion. But when it comes to investing, you've got to be really careful with greed because right now with the way the market's going and it's doing really well, you have to keep that tempered because it's so much easier to say, uh, Mark is doing great. I'll just go ahead and break out of my risk zone. I'll take more risk. I'll take more risk. And before you know it, it creeps up on you and you had no idea you were that risky. Mm -hmm. So that's where the greed part kind of comes in. Now, the other part is when we talk about fear is that nobody wants to go through what we went through in 2001 and two. Nobody wants to go back through 2008. So I think emotions get really um, involved in that, especially on the fears like, Oh my God, I can't, I can't afford to lose 40, 50% of my money at this time. So we use poor decisions when uh, we use emotions and in life, you know, if you go back and, and you look and you've made decisions in your life based on emotion, they tend not to be the best decisions you make. 
No, no, that's very true. I mean, you know, and we could even look currently at the time of this podcast taping. You know, we were in about a 10-day slide on the market, um, probably a lot to do with the the things going on with China and various businesses, things and closing up and so on and so forth and kind of trying to keep things under control. But the last couple of days, it started to rebound yet again. But I've heard several people over the last week be like, oh, well, here it comes. It's finally happening. It's starting to drop almost every single day. And so they start to let that fear factor in. Well, sure is enough. You know, I was talking to somebody today and they're like, oh, it's totally rebounded really well in the last two days. So I'm glad I didn't do that. I'm going to hang on for more. It's like, dude, you're just, you're just going from one extreme to the other. You know, try to like find a nice, even place and, and have a good plan. So you don't have to feel like every week you're hopping from the left foot to the right foot. And I think it, it goes back to what you just said, a plan. And, and the plan meets up with your goals. And if your goals haven't changed, then your plan should have been built and your allocation should have been built based upon your goals. So I always talk to people and say, look, if your goals haven't changed, we're not going to make quick decisions for your allocation just because of some short-term issues with the stock market. We've built the portfolio and your plan for the long term. Uh, not for for a one week time frame or two week or or even a year time frame. Um, so if your plans haven't changed, your goals haven't changed, then your allocation doesn't change. We stay with it and we do weather the ups and the downs. But the way I build the portfolios, we don't have huge downs because we're never going to make you a killing in the market. But we're also not going to get you killed in the market, is what I like to say. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I agree with you. Well, are there some mistakes, Steve, that you see people make uh, or, or I guess some classics maybe or some reoccurring ones that you tend to see people make because they get all emotional? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you could see it with this virus that's coming out of China um, that's affect maybe 5000 people out of seven and a half billion people on the earth and the irrational decisions that people make in terms of we've got to sell everything. You know, we, we've got to get out because this is going to become a pandemic and it's going to wreak habits on the market. Well, if you remember back, we've had SARS. That was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That lasted yep. for just a little bit. Didn't do anything. We had the bird flu. We had mad cow. Uh, we've had all these different things that happen. And essentially what happens is you, you have to decide, are you an investor or are you a speculator? If you're a speculator, then, then you can use these short-term blips to try to make some money. But most people, when they're retiring or saving for retirement, are investors long-term. And those are really going to be blips on the radar going along. So I think the biggest mistake people think is that they can time the market. They can decide when to get out, when to get back in. And studies have proved you can't, nobody can't, I can't, you can't, nobody can. So I think I kind of go back to what I've said before, if your plans haven't changed, your goals haven't changed, you don't need to make any changes. No, very true. Very true. And uh, yeah, that was kind of the same point I was making as well. So I think sometimes it's easy to do, especially whenever, the, you know, we've been on a really good run for basically 10 years. And I think everybody's kind of waiting for the shoe to drop and they're wondering, well, what's going to be the catalyst to drop it? You know, it's one minute, it's Russia, this and impeachment that and, you know, uh, coronavirus, this and, you know, perhaps Blue Ribbon virus is next or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's always something is going to destroy us. Right. Exactly. And and, and, and I'm not saying that the market's not going to correct at some point. It, sure. it probably will. Right, but right. if it's been built properly, then that's been factored in to your plan that we know that right. there could be a downside and we've limited the downside to a certain percentage. Exactly. And you're okay with that. Yep. Yep. 
you know, we give you a range. It yeah. could go down this far. It could go up that far. And as long as we're within that range, you're in good shape. Yeah, it's getting caught off guard that usually is the painful part. You know, it's like football. You're right. We were just talking football and just watching it. It's the guy that doesn't have his head on a swivel that gets a, a chop block or a cross block or a blind side or something that, you know, gets hit a little bit there. So uh, Mahomes going in for that initial touchdown, right? He got popped there. He lost the football in the, in the first quarter. He didn't see the guy coming, took a whack. It probably stung a little bit, but he was all right, you know, because he had a plan. <laughs> yeah, he had a plan. He knew where he was going. And, you know, and I think that kind of goes back to one of the points you made about a mistake. And that that's where the greed pops in. When you when you lose focus of what your real goals are and you start to pull on pull in more risk into your portfolio and you're not paying attention, that's when it hits you. That's yeah. when you get blindsided. Yeah. And you don't want that to happen. Well, are there times when it is appropriate, Steve, to wear our emotions a bit more in the financial decision-making arena? Like, as I'm asking you that, I'm thinking first thing that would probably pop up probably is is usually like the homestead, right? You, there's a lot of emotion tied to keeping it or not keeping it. I'm kind of of the my opinion, again. Sure. You know, there are blue cars and red cars out there. I want to whether it's money, property, whatever it is, there's emotion built into it. And that's where I think somebody like myself or you or somebody else who's an advisor is able to bring that non-emotional piece to the party, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And we can make decisions based off of numbers and facts as opposed to emotions. So in, in my practice, I want to have clients make decisions not based on emotion, but make it based upon good, solid facts and numbers. Okay. All right. Well, we'll finish off this podcast here. One more quick question, but can you maybe share with us a time when you help somebody create that solid plan that construct that solid plan where the math did make sense, but maybe it also kind of supported or backed up the emotional needs as well. I'll go back to 2008. I had a a client that uh, was heavily in the stock market and this was prior to it happening a couple of years and we had built their portfolio after that restructured it and then when the market turned they had money that didn't go down in value they had money that was in the market that went down a little bit in value but we they were comfortable with the range that we had talked about so they never left me. They actually were able to retire on time, even though the market took a significant hit in 2008 and they were able to retire in 2010 because the way we had structured their portfolio, they didn't have to worry about it. Right Uh, Now, did they call and were they concerned by while they're watching Lehman Brothers go bankrupt and AIG possibly going bankrupt and all this? Of course. But it we go back to what we had and we could um, numbers wise share with them. They were okay. Makes sense. And that's all people want to know, Mark, is that, am I going to be okay? And that's when a good plan with the right numbers and the right allocations allows them to go into retirement or be close to retirement with the peace of mind. Are they going to be okay? Yes. I think that's a great place to stop. I think that's perfect. So if you're thinking, you know, if your emotions are kind of getting with you a little bit when it comes to your financial plan, that's okay. It just makes you human. But always make sure that you're talking with an advisor, kind of bounce those ideas and things off of them. That's what they're there for, that good sounding board. If you're already working with Steve, fantastic. Then you already know you can reach out to him. But if you're not, maybe you've gotten this through a newsletter or email or uh, maybe a friend shared this with you or whatever. Before you take any action, always reach out and check with a qualified professional. Like Steve, he's a 
financial coach at Wealth Partners Corporation. You can call him at 913-685-3207. That's 913-685-3207. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast uh, by going to wealthpartnerskc.com. That's wealthpartnerskc.com. You can also just type in the retirement pilot on whatever platform you choose and search it out that way, Google, Apple, Spotify, so on and so forth. He's got more than 20 years of experience and an all-around good dude, so thanks for your time, my friend. I'm glad your Chiefs got the win. I was pulling for him, and uh, you you have a great week. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it, Mark. Thanks. We'll see you next time here on The Retirement Pilot. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.